is. Hello. How are you going? I'm all right. What's going on? Oh, I'm fucking melting. That's what's going on. It's a bit warm, is it? Oh, dude, it is so hot. Uh, let me just uh, fix that for you. Let's get the uh, out there. And... What are we working with there? Oh, 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 I've heard about these things. <laughs> 24? Are you fucking serious? Is it's that fucking freezing in here. Oh, my God. And it's more energy efficient. Why? Where do you normally set your air conditioning at? Uh, yeah, good question. I mean, if I did have air conditioning, I would have to know that, but I do not have air conditioning anymore. Well, so... you, you've obviously been to places that have had air conditioning, and when you well, have I did. been to those places. I did. I, I, I sort of lined up my dream house forever, and then I finally bought yes. it, and it had air conditioning. Yeah, that's right. And I lived in it and for what, five uh... years without air conditioning. Yes. And I swear I'd never, ever do it again. You're right. Since losing that house, I'm back in a house without air conditioning. It's fucking hot, dude. So, but, so you didn't answer the question, though. When you have air conditioning, what do you normally have it set to? In the car or? No, no, in, in a house. 21, 17, I don't know. You just fucking send it. <laughs> just have a great oil. Just burn the platter. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what I, you know what I do when I'm in this situation and I don't have air conditioning? What's that? No way. <laughs> a little bit of oh, you want to see something the old funny? school way. Oh, you want to see something funny? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. Oh, oh we both got hard solo. I have to turn off, have to turn off my, um, back, my blurred background. Hang on. All right, all right. Nice. Amazing. How, how pertinent. I'm, I'm two weeks off the beers. <laughs> it's classic. That's awesome. Did you go out and buy it especially? Yeah, this afternoon. Man, I, I went down to the Ville, right? Like that could be colder, but that's okay. Which is the um the, the strip mall over near UQ and right. there's a liquor land over there. And it was it's Thursday, obviously, student student night. And it's right before SWAT back and all that sort of stuff. And there's just kids just lining up out the door of the liquor land, just fucking queuing up for hard solo. Yeah, this, this when, you say, just... when you say kids, what do we oh, like, like six or seven or that sort of thing? <laughs> no, Eighteen-year-olds, sort of you know, uni, uni, young uni students, you know, first yeah, year, second yeah, year, that sort of thing. Right. Just fucking that shit's just for line up. That's twenty-two dollars for a four-pack. Good price. They're making bank on that shit. Actually, it's not a great price, is it? Really? I mean, that's that's um that's ridiculous. It's cheaper than fucking bulk a ten-pack. A ten-pack is fifty fifty dollars. It's fucking good, though, isn't it? Absolutely flying out the fucking door at ridiculous price. I'm drinking this highball first, though. But oh, okay. Did you see the response in the group for your your lack of knowledge of other of Jack gentlemen Jack. products? Yeah, mm. I know. Yeah, thanks, everybody. You deserve that. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you bought me like those particular products, and maybe I'd try them. But maybe for episode two hundred and forty, yeah, <laughs> we can get into a bottle of gentleman Jack. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> Oh, dude. What, you got any news? What's happening? Um, What am I doing? Where have you been um, traveling to in the last week? Oh, I went up to Sunshine Coast last weekend. Oh, yeah. Catch up with some friends, which was really good, actually, because I definitely needed a fucking diversion. And I haven't ridden the VFR in a while. So I rode up uh, for the weekend, spent some time on the beach with friends, walking dogs, just hanging out with friends. Just... I saw your first trap Instagram post. That was nice. Double tap that. Which one's that one? Because you were on the beach contemplating life. 
know. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, just being a dickhead, you know, as you do. And um, what time do you have to uh, ride to the the sunny coast to avoid being stuck in traffic the entire time? Man, I'm on a motorcycle. You never. You don't give a shit. Just go in between. You filter. Yeah, right. It's safer to filter. I don't know about that. But okay. It's much safer to filter because right. the reason why they let motorcycles filter is so they don't get hit from behind. And if you're in a car, it's good. You should let the motorcycles by because if the if there's a motorcycle not sitting in front of you, you're getting where you want you need to be quicker. Yeah, that, that's true. I saw a lady on a scooter doing it yesterday on the intersection here, and she was one of the delivery people or like yeah. Uber Eats or whatever with the, the thing on the back on the scooter. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she was wobbly as all fuck going between these cars. She's like, dude, dude, dude. and I was like, oh my God, this is going to end in disaster. And then yesterday, I saw the aftermath of a scooter accident. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, I mean, all I saw was three or four Ambos, cop cars, a distraught yeah. partner, and a person in the back of the ambulance. Yes. Uh, and Riding a motorcycle is bloody dangerous, eh? Hey, you know, and like, you know, I've been riding motorcycles since, uh, you know, like my uh, early 20s, 2021 20, or something like that. And, um, um, you know, and, and you see people going around now, you know, like my scooter, you can ride it on a car license. You don't need a motorcycle license. There's no, mm. you got no sense of road craft. And I remember, te- uh, my, I remember I bought my sister a scooter mm. last year and I took her out for to, to UQ car park to go and just teach her how to ride, riding a motorcycle is way different to riding, um, driving a car. Cause she was like, she'd be on the scooter and then she, she would just turn the handlebars in the direction that she wanted to go. But that's not how you st- steer something that's on two wheels. You have to do the but opposite, don't you? It's weird. It's counter steering. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, um, and, and, you know, the reason is, is that cause it's on two wheels. If that's a, if, if, if you're standing on a rug, let's say you're standing on a rug, and I pull the rug out towards me, you're going to fall backwards right? mm. the opposite way to the, where the rug's been. And that's the same same physics with a motorcycle. And so um, you, you and so when you counter steer, when you when you sort of push with your left hand in order to turn left, you're actually pushing pulling the rug out from under the bike to make it lean over in that direction. Yeah. So before you actually on a motorcycle, before you actually turn left, you actually turn a little bit to the right, and then mm. you turn left. Yeah, and it's fascinating. And then once you're in a corner, you steer with the throttle, right? So if you if you um, if you put the throttle on in the corner, you're going to put more uh, force on the rear wheel, and it's going to force it into the corner and turn the corner. Right. If you put the if you put the brake on, the bike's going to stand up, right? And it's 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 and so. To do that is very it's counterintuitive, and so people who are not very experienced in riding motorcycles, and I, fuck, I'm not experienced. I'm not even very good at riding motorcycles, but um, to not have that knowledge of the physics of how a motorcycle works, well, they do. Te- if you get your license, they do teach you that. But if you don't need a no, license, they don't. You probably not- no, they don't. no, I did it. I, I remember doing it. I remember that very specifically. Really? Hmm. Is it, if you if you if you're thinking of uh, riding a motorcycle, you want to know about the the physics of how a motorcycle works and how to turn corners really good um uh video on youtube it's an old 1990s film it's called twist of the wrist i've seen and videos like that on the internet yeah it's, it's 
it's might not be the same. Not like that. You're okay. Thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And All right. um, yeah. So yeah, just be safe for fuck's sake. All right, we got a fair bit of news this weekend. There's a fair bit going on. The, the group's been on fire this week. Before we get into been... the news, can we talk Formula One? Well, yeah, as long as there's no spoilers, because I haven't seen anything. No. Are you going to spoil anything? No. Have you seen the opening ceremony? No, that's what I mean. I haven't I haven't seen that. It's not really a spoiler. But but is it worth me watching? And yeah, it was. Yeah, get Aaron. What's it? It's like it's got Kylie and but Journey now spo- and now you're spoiling it. Steve Aoki and. It's just music. Listen to music. It's good. Is it is it better than the Country Music Awards or not? I've watched. Dude, all I all I care about now is country music. I don't care about Steve Aoki. Why? (laughs) Because it's fucking awesome. Okay, go on. Tell us about the Formula One opening ceremony. Um, so basically, it was all these stages, maybe half a dozen, maybe eight stages, and they just had different artists just play two songs, then they would go back down and then next artist would come up and it was fucking sick, man. It was like and Kylie, was Journey. Was one of them? Kylie Minogue was there, Journey, Keith Urban, um, Journey. You know, you know, Kylie's just been nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. For a latest song. Yeah. I was reading through the list of nominations, Kylie Minogue's in there. So many old, old uh, people and bands are on there. It's crazy. And she's, how old is she? She must be 60. 90 at least. And she's still hot. Yeah. Still hot. I was my that was my first cassette that I bought. Cass single actually, I bought was 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 Kylie Minogue Locomotion. Nice. Her best work was when Robbie was writing the songs though, and I only say that because I'm going yeah. to see Robbie this weekend. So it's as in Robbie Williams. Center. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Are you going to see Robbie Williams? I am. He's playing at Ciro May on Saturday. Fuck, he's such a good entertainer. I've seen him twice before. It's yeah, the third he is. Time. Oh, he's amazing. I know, he's the best. He's just he just loves. He just loves entertaining. He's such a, so good live. Yeah, I started watching the Robbie uh, documentary on Netflix. We were mm. hoping to finish it before the show, but that's very unlikely. Um, because I got I my kids this week. We're watching Better Call Saul, but pretty sure I saw it. Sorry about Glastonbury. Very good. He's the best. Um, mm. okay, all right, I'll watch that. Let's get into the news center. There's too much. Yeah, right there's, there's so much. So, have you been following this mighty craft? I've given this. The headline, the mighty craft griff continues. I don't know if that's a little bit too harsh, but that's your words. Okay. What, what did you what did you say? Did you say you said the mighty craft grift? I I mean, it's looking that way, isn't it? <laughs> it's oh, it's just fucking way. stupid. That's All right, like, so let, let, okay, let so me give, give us give us the bullet points. Give us I will, I'll give you the bullet points of just I only just read through the, the ASX updates. So share price yep. is sitting at one cent. They have awesome. no chairman currently. Because the, yep. the chairman market didn't get cap? voted in. What's the market cap at one cent? Uh, under five million. How does that make fucking the, sense when they own the, the better beer thing? Oh, yeah. Because they got a lot okay. of debt and they could they could sell it and, and it, all it would do would pay back debt. Uh, true, true. Anyway, go um, on. New MD is getting paid 30 grand a month for six to seven months' worth and then she's going to finish up. Yeah. $82 million in revenue, which is still crazy to think about. That's a fucking lot of money in revenue. Yeah, but um, must be. There must. What are they, what's their profit like, though? Well, that's a good question. There's a few different different numbers they had in there for profit, and none of them really made a whole lot of sense. But I think that the the best one I could see was underlying EBITDA of six mm-hmm. million dollar loss. Um, what does that even mean? I think it means the the operating profit once you take out all the restructuring costs and other things. But it's like 
Have you have you seen the um you've seen the WeWork documentary, right? No, not yet. Oh, it's awesome. Um, so I said sorry, it's not a documentary, it's a it's a TV series, it's got Jared Leto in it. Yeah, I, right think, I thought we talked about it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um during the time when WeWork was crashing, it's called We Crashed. During that time, all these companies were coming up with like the their own like metric. So you've got EBITDA, right? Which is basically mm-hmm. basically your operating profit before you pay off debts and, and whatnot. Yeah. So WeWork had one called community adjusted EBITDA. So so their so their one was all of the business results are here. And then all of the money we spent on community, which was just like you know, throwing these huge parties and like every expense to do with the co-working space because they're trying to build a community. They didn't include any of that in the in the number they reported on their on their IPO listing. Yeah, yeah. So they they made up this thing called community adjusted EBITDA, and the whole market was just like, this has gone too far. You can't just keep fucking making up numbers. Anyway, they did an IPO and the whole thing crashed. So this this underlying EBITDA is a little bit like that. It's kind of like this is our made up EBITDA number. Um, but they're not profitable. They're losing money. They've got a lot of debt. They're trying to sell everything, including Better Beer, which we predicted on this podcast about six months ago. Um, it's just everything's down except for Better Beer. But it, it seems like Better Beer is a little bit down as well for the for the quarter. Yeah, but it's yeah, bad, and, eh? And and the other thing that I didn't include in those dot points is there's zero in there about anything other than we're going to sell shit. There's there's absolutely no plan. So clearly this is going to zero, and it's just a matter yes. of how much. It's how much they can get for the assets before they liquidate, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Because eventually the the music's going to stop. They won't be able to service the debt at, what, 25% interest or whatever the fuck it was. Fuck, my yeah. credit card's not even that. Mm. Well, they've, they've, they've employed the MD until June next year, so I assume that means they think if they can sell enough assets, they'll be still around until June, June next year. But that's the, that's the previous chairman who's saying that it was very critical of Mark Hazeman and the previous managers. Yeah. So who's going to, who wants, who's going to put their hand up to be the chairman of this company? But here's the thing that, that, that fucking like, that, that I just don't understand. And this might be, you know, to the, to the core of the thing, right? Going back to that episode when the ballistic VA happened, right? And that day there was Mark Hazeman going, you know, we're profitable, we're cash flow positive. This was in fucking February. Mm. February. And look at where we're at now. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Was that just, was that shit? You I know? think it's been bullshit the entire time. Have you ever, ever thought that anything about Minecraft was not bullshit the entire time? There's never been a moment where I thought founders, founders first thing. The whole time when Bruce News were going on about how it's this revolutionary model, it was a bunch of old white dudes private equity guys who weren't even in, in the industry getting paid three or 400 grand a year to run a company yeah. that its basic idea was to buy a whole lot of smaller companies and, and keep them all separate. Integrate. And vertically integrate. Well, not even that. They're like, they never bought a big production facility. No, no, no. Vertically integrating was owning the distribution well, and then owning really the venues and that sort of thing. Really but they never can. That's just, that is vertical integration. Not really. That's just like a centralized sales team. It's kind of like a no. But if you own the manufacturing, you own the distribution, you own the outlets. That's vertical integration. Well, but maybe every the, other brewery way... owns all of that too. It's not like there was. Yeah. It's not like there was anything in that idea that gave them any kind of scale. No. Or advantage. Like it was a bad idea. No. 
It was a bad idea from the very beginning. And it was pretty They went up with a portfolio that was way too big to sell all of the products into the majors. Um, But also, where's the advantage of having 50 brands? In a portfolio and having one rep represent you. Yeah, it's it's shit. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's sad. It's really interesting, though. I just, you know, I, I just, I think about, you know, you know what I said in that episode about Minecraft and how how I had had painted this picture of them doing so well, but not so much. Yeah, I've not, I've not been a fan since the start. I met them years years and years ago, and I was like mm. immediate red flags. But anyway, I hope Better Beer goes okay because if if Minecraft goes away, Better Beer find a new home. You know that'd be good. I think that'd be good, and I hope that I hope they can. I mean, all that's happening now is they're selling the assets back to these celebrity consortiums who are just buying yeah. these breweries. And that's, I mean, I don't know if that's any better, but. Oh, you know. Maybe they just give them back to the founders and then just go into liquidation. That'd be better. <laughs> the founders, if it went into liquidation, the founders could buy their own assets back for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, that's what I think the, that's what I think the, the WeWork got. Because when it does go into it. liquidation, liquidators just. Just uh, just like give me cash, give me cash, just cash. What do you got? We're not here to negotiate. What do you got? Yep, I'll take that, and it's done. Yeah, because who else is going to buy any of this stuff other than like the venues, like Jetty Road? I've never been there, but it sounds like it's a you know, as a venue, it's probably worth. It's nice. It's a good hospitality venue, right? Yeah, but no one's going to buy a craft beer brand out of their portfolio, are they? To have as a a brand. They don't have a single brand that, other, other than other than potentially better beer, but if, if they could have sold that, don't you think they would have? Mm, exactly. Exactly. So mm. weird. It is weird. Speaking of griffs, <laughs> what, what about what are your thoughts on ABAC? <laughs> Dan, just tell it like it is tonight. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Do, do you want me to summarize this for you, or, or do you are you are you, you want to let me tee this up for you? Or which one? So, so this here, right? This is a this is called hard, hard solo. solo. It's based on a yes. on a drink that's not promoted to kids, but it yes. is a soft drink. Uh, yes, that's right. Not yes. this one. This was a hard drink. It's got the word hard. hard drink so- yes, that's right. And it comes pre vetted by ABAC, which is a voluntary organisation that you opt into. Yes. Self regulation. Re- yes. Yes, you rely on them to give you advice on whether or not your product's okay. If it that is, is you spend millions of dollars developing the product and then you release it. Yes. And then the media slams it, and then ABAC changes their mind. No, and no, no. Rename it no, to no. To that's hard, not how it works. Hard labor. No. What's it called? No, that's hard not how bolos. it works. No, no. You've missed. You've 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 missed a cr- critical point there about how the how the ABAC system works. <laughs> Go on. It wasn't the media who just cracked up a stink and ABAC go. Oh yeah, we should respond to that. Someone mm. has made a complaint. Oh, there who do you think complaint. made a complaint, Hendo? Do you think it's a, do you think it's like a ten year old kid's being like, oh, I got confused and drunk a can <laughs> out of my dad's fridge. I better call up ABAC. Come on. <laughs> I got smashed and fucking maybe one of the people who's on the ABAC board is getting paid money to adjudicate all these things and getting all the pre-vetting money made the complaint. I threw up in my scrapbook. (laughs) Play the ABAC. All right. I drew a picture of my mum and I threw up on her. It's such a good drink. Anyway, it is fucking good because I was drinking on the weekend because I'm still on a two-week beer ban, which ends mm. on Monday the 20th, which is fine because I'm going to be on a plane on the way to Bali. Thank fuck for that. Um, look, um, you, you missed a key point there, right? So the way that the ABAC 
pre-vetting system works, right, is that uh, they're very, very clear in that we will pre-vet your product, but there is no guarantee that somebody won't make a comp- if somebody makes a complaint that we will adjudicate against the the, the outcome of the pre-vetting. Well, that's convenient, isn't it? They're making money at both ends. It happened to it. It 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 pretty well. You know, I've been through the pre-vetting process um, with um, with Gingerbread Mania, with mm. Gab's twenty fucking sixteen, right? And um, and so the pre-vetting process is tough to get through. It's like you're having an adjudication done, but nobody's complained, right? And so, um, and so you you can do the pre-vetting. You can get it pre-vetted, which means that if you're pre-vetted, then Dan Murphy's and all the other signatories to ABAC will will accept the product because it's been pre-vetted by ABAC, right? Right. But then once it goes out on the market, somebody can make a complaint, which goes to the ABAC board for adjudication, and they can adjudicate differently based on the content and the context of the complaint that's made and and use that as additional information which was not previously available during pre-vetting was it <laughs> the complaint no that's i'm serious the complaint that like you know someone you know like it's it's exactly the the the, the thing we were joking about was like you know little little 10 year old johnny you know got a hard solo out of the out of the fridge instead of a regular one and went to school drunk and threw up in his fucking scrapbook you know um, and they can act, and they can and the and the um the, the the ABAC board can take that into consideration. Well, if that happened, then clearly what we had originally considered against the ABAC code during pre-vetting was not up to a reasonable standard. And so um and so basically that's that's why you can have something that's perfectly fine under pre-vetting, but you can be it can have a complaint upheld. And it's shit. It's I, just. I think the. It sounds dumb. Whoever's responsible for this business model at ABAC should be running Mighty Craft. Is is my is my thoughts because this is a this is a good little money spinner, isn't it? Do you, you know can, how much you, you know how much pre-betting is? <laughs> Come on, you pay you pay us right, and then you produce a product that's a copy of a drink that is a non-alcoholic soft drink known yeah. to all yeah. kids around the whole entire country, and then we take your money. And then we get vetted, and then we tell you, you can't do it anymore. Come on, it's a good business. It's a it's a better business than founders first. Let's let's be yeah. honest about that. <laughs> it's uh, two hundred. I think it's two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollars an hour for pre vetting at the moment. So. Yeah, I did it with the only time I did it was with our. We did billboards, and it was when we released East Coast Haze, and it was a big deal because our first it was the first billboard we ever did. And people didn't really do billboard back then. It's not like now. The billboard yeah. on every corner for beer now, but um. And I, the, the slogan I had on there was just like made by three mates in Burley. And ABAC reviewed it and they came back and they said, it's not obvious that it's beer. So it needs to say beer, comma, made by three mates in Burley. And that cost Fair me enough. about three, four hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, Did you get paid for that? Because you, you seem like pretty keen on the whole ABAC thing. Be a little, little bit of a. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, it's with ABAC, you know, my personal opinion on ABAC is that a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about ABAC because, um, because they're the, they're the wow, they, that, that, that they think that ABAC are the wowsers who are, because they do the adjudicating, that they're the bad guy. 
But Aback no, and that's the bad not, guy. No, 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 but that's not. Uh, that's none Aback of that the ref- what I've complained about. No, but thing is, Aback are the referee, you know. And the referee that's... is taking a little bit of from all the players. Only when you <laughs> ask for clarification of the rules. <laughs> like, I'll pre-referee the game if you pay me five hundred. Pre-referee bucks, the and game. Then I'll referee the game. <laughs> ref- you pay me and again. I'll ref against you because the opposition <laughs> fucking said something. It's kind no, of he, like that. Here's, here's your chance. Seriously, here's your chance. You you think the Aback thing's good? Why? Tell me why the I don't necessarily ABAC think it's. I don't voluntary. think it's okay. good. But tell me why it, this voluntary airbag code is a better idea than just having legislation that tells you you can't you can't rip off a soft drink and make it alcoholic. Because if we have legislation, it means that we're going to have a public servant who needs to we wind up like a system in the US where we have one person, and before you release a beer, you have to send your beer label six months in advance to some public that servant. Makes no sense. Brewers are producing mate, if you're going all to, the time if, in America. Mate, if, you, if you're going to legislate. Dude, if you're going to legislate, then you're going to need some public servant who's going to need to check every fucking label. No, I don't believe that. Someone did wrong hendo. If we have listeners in the US, I'll I'll go over under. I will bet that that's not true. Every label bet that's in the true. US, every label in the US gets 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 approved by one guy, maybe two tops. No, but it used to be one no, guy. Okay, that is how it works. All right, hang on a second. I'm gonna do some. Napkin you know any brewers in the US? Napkin mess. The seven thousand. South thousand brewers in the US. When we're at Black Ops, we did one beer a week, right? Fifty-two yes. a year. So yes. So seven thousand. Let's say they're all doing fifty-two beers a year. That's yes. three hundred and sixty-four thousand labels. That's a thousand labels a day for one person. Not happening, Hendo. Well, someone has to. Someone approves them. That's that's I'm... that's like saying that's like saying you can't speed because it's a law. So every time you drive your car, every someone has to check you off to make sure you're speeding out your driveway. That's not how laws work. If it's a law. People are are allowed to break the. You can break the law if you want, but there's consequences, yeah. right? It's like sure. food standards. If you don't put the correct labels on your label, yeah, you can go ahead and do it, but then there's consequences afterwards if you get caught. And that's how laws work. There's there's, there's very few laws where you're getting mm. tested before you even perform the act. So if this yeah. was if this was a body, if this was just a law or some regulations, right, that were legally enforceable. It would be written down somewhere that says it's like boating. Like it'd be written down somewhere mm-hmm. where you vet, you have to go a certain speed. The vessel has to be a certain size, and it would be written. It would say something like, "You can't have a soft drink with the same name as a hard drink and yeah, the same design." But, but and it Dan, would be a law. So if you broke it, no, you no, have to no, get but, penalized but, for breaking it. But this is the thing, Dan. It is written down. That's the ABAC code. Okay, so it they write it down the and rules. then they pre-vet it. So yes. in this voluntary system, they write it down. Then they yes. pre-vet it and they say it's okay. Against the code, and then, yes. And then they say it's not okay after you release it to the entire Because company. you have the additional information of the complaint What information itself? do they have that they didn't have before? I don't know. I'd love to. Maybe it's on their fucking website. So, because there's obviously, there'll be an adju- adjudication. Shit website. Well, way. isn't it a massive red flag that the day the announcement was made, CUB had a new brand ready to go that they even admitted in the statement they'd been working on for months prior? Because because there would have been communication between Asahi and ABAC. Because they said like, they were being investigated, right? So as yeah, soon as they were investigated. It's not an investigation. It's an adjudication. It's different. Okay. It's a pre-investigation. You know, it's a pre-adjudication. <laughs> it's making shit up now. It's not making shit up. It's, it's, there's a process. And it's very clearly documented. The code 
of conduct is very clearly documented, right? It's fucking stupid. And then and how they and how they do adjudicate. Here we go. Hard solo packaging. It's a fucking adjudication right here. Let's have a look. Right. Should I bring it up on the fucking screen? Definitely bring it up. So I don't want to be like you know. I want the fucking. I want to know. From I want to know what percentage sort of commission of this pre-vetting you're getting from ABAC, and then I also want to know what they learnt. <laughs> All right, let's have a look. I can zoom in here, just just because you got bad fucking eyesight. Eighth of November, so that's what that's last week. Yes, last week. Okay. Now look at this final determination numbers. Look at the number of adjudications that, that are involved here. 10, there's 10 complaints and a final determination. So 10 complaints in relation to the packaging of hard solo by Carlton United Breweries, as well as a TikTok social media post in relation to the product. <laughs> On 3rd of October, a panel made a provisional determination that the packaging of hard solo was in breach of part 3BI, having strong or evident appeal to minors. That's in the On 3rd of October, hang on a second. Yes. When so was been when going on decided it was okay? When when were the complaints? Oh, August. Okay, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Yep. Complaints in July, August. In July and August. Yeah. Right. Little Johnny's got shit faced on <clears throat> solo. And... Yeah, well, fucking good on him. Um. <laughs> so they do. A, they've done a provisional determination, and then further submissions were were put in, which would have been probably from Asahi and probably from the complainants as well. And they come back and they do a final determination. What are they submitting? Like, you, you, you need to prove to me what they learned that they would they didn't know before. Click on that TikTok post. I want to see that product review. I didn't share this. Oh, well, did, was this the one we had on the show? This is the one oh, that we okay. put on the show. Is that the one? This is the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The guy who gave it like a 10 out of 10, and he was just loving it. We put this on, on our podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. And so... And he gave it 10 out of 10. He's like, it gets you fucked up, doesn't taste like alcohol. <laughs> so here we go. Here's the complaint. The new drink... Here's, here's the actual... Here's some quotes from the complaints. Hard souls over social media. Try it as a taste just like the original solid drink. You wouldn't know it has alcohol in it. It shouldn't be allowed. It's a soft drink that has the same name as a product with alcohol in it. Oh, you think they didn't know that before? Okay, all right. Come on, give me some. I'm extremely concerned about hard solo by CEB. My son was asked if I could purchase this drink because he loves solo, not knowing that it was an alcoholic beverage. I'm extremely concerned that a child or someone underage could buy this product. His name is Solo, and I believe this is extremely dangerous. Your son's yeah. an idiot. Exactly. Um, I was shopping online and saw this new product. My kids drink Solo, and now you want them to drink a booze-filled version? What's next? These people Hard are Mount Franklin. The Hard Mount Franklin. Fuck yeah. Oh, keen on that. It's like, Hendo, but my point is, you, your whole point is they had to go through this process to learn something from these complaints and change their minds. Like, I've not yes. seen anything currently that tells me there's anything changed that we thought the second we saw the product. Yes. What has been learned? Like, like what's changed? Well, there's people's, there's the market's actual experience with it, which they couldn't do in, in pre-vetting. <laughs> oh, man. What, how do you think they what did they think it was gonna happen? They can't tell that from oh, when they're bloody, they can't tell that from when they're like doing the pre-vetting. They don't know how the market's gonna respond. The the dude from I remember uh, like there's I think it was fucking a bruise news episode where they had like um the 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 chairman of the board of, of ABAC and he says 
we have to adapt. We have to be our interpretation of the ABAC code has to be adaptable according to community standards. Can't determine community standards by a person sitting in an office doing a pre-vetting. What are the community standards have to be determined by the community? Pre-vetting money printing machine then? Because it's basically it's basically you have the marketing material and you have the words of the code, and you go, does this meet the code? Yes or no. So you don't think that they could have predicted that they would get a whole bunch of messages from people thinking this drink that looks exactly like a drink that all the kids drink. That is but called the same thing. Would that's not the people. point. That's not the point of preventing. That's exactly no, but that's exactly the point you made that they've learned something from the market, Correct. as if they couldn't have perfectly predicted that. But that's not the point of preventing. No, I'm saying the preventing is a scam. It sounds like we both agree on that. But the whole process is stupid. If the you if the only to, reason that they've changed their you, mind you is, have to, is that you have to put the, the marketing material out to the community. And get the reaction of the community. What did? What, in order what do you to, think they thought the reaction was going to be to this end? But that's not the point of pre-vetting. <laughs> it's right? a fucking scam. It's that's just, why. it's just, of course, it's a scam because they just basically have the the marketing material and the code. Okay, that's it. It's like when you're judging beer. It's like you have a liquid and you have some words that says the style guideline and how well does this match the fucking the code? It's it's got nothing to do with what I think of the beer, right? It's just purely objective rather than subjective. As soon as well, you bring the community fine, into it, it becomes subjective. That's fair, but then, but then, they can't do this. It's, it's impossible to do in preventing. It's impossible. It's not impossible. I'm, I'm saying to you. So what are they? What are they supposed to do? Are they, are, are, are they saying, supposed to? I, no, I'm I saying. Get you, it. I'm saying. I'm saying to you, the process is stupid. They have a process where they pre-vet things. It's basically optional, and then they'll say something is okay when they know it's not going to be okay once it hits the public. Everyone could have perfectly predicted that people were going to complain about this shit. Come on. 100%. And, and they could have... And, and, Asahi, and, then, Asahi, and then someone not complains stupid. and then they have to change the whole like, thing. I mean, a cynic would say that it was As, all done on Asahi's purpose. Asahi's not stupid. They would have absolutely predicted this. Well, that, what they yeah. would have done is they would have just walked the fucking straight and narrow. They went and got the pre-vetting, got them into Dan Murphy's. People started complaining all adjudications are public in the on the public record. The media gets hold of it. What are they oh, talking about? Genius. They're talking about hard solo. And I go 100%. to fucking liquor land this afternoon, and there's people literally queuing up out the door. This is going to be a big story. Like this happened today. This will be a big story. Yeah, exactly. The, the news and do you know what's going to happen to sales of hard solo? Yep. And do you think Asahi? And everyone at ABAC gets paid. It's a good. It's a good. Everybody business. wins. <laughs> Uni students win. They get pissed on fucking five dollar a can. It's a five dollar a can. That's where your fucking preventing money's going. What about <laughs> little Johnny and his in his little picture book? What's he going to drink next? The, oh, the Mount Franklin one, Hard Mount Franklin or whatever it was. Hard Mount Franklin. Franklin. Mountain Dew. I don't Mountain know Dew. how I feel about that, but fuck it. <laughs> All right. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's I, I understand. I, I understand your point of view, and I, I know that it seems like a flawed system, but it's the system that we've got. And um, I, I acknowledge that it is a flawed system, but I maintain that I would rather have a system of quasi-regulation and, um, you know, incongruence with pre-vetting versus the market reaction to something than having government regulation and slowing down innovation in the industry. I don't Any know. Day but, but every other part of the industry is regulated. Like 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 the alcohol stuff, the excise stuff is regulated. It doesn't mean there's someone sitting at your brewery 
testing the ABV of your product as it leaves the door and charging you for it. Right. It's so, not, who, so let's say let's okay. And, let's say it's legislation, right? Yeah. Let's hypothetically let's 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 play that out, right? So it's legislation, and they they let's say they ingrain the ABAC code of practice into legislation. Right. Easily done, right? So who enforces that? The fucking states, the federal government, whoever, which layer of government? Whatever layer of government. No, come on, matter. man! If you if you if you no no, you can't just fucking go. Like, well, I can't go. Um, you, what, what you can't do you just think go. Oh, through the system and then come up with a fucking law. alternative. I'm not. I'm not going to describe what layer of government should enforce the law. I mean, it's. It, it would be like liquor licensing. It would probably be whoever enforces liquor licensing in that state. So that okay. So, either okay. way, the, the point the point is, it's the whole system wouldn't fall apart if it was a leg, it was legislation as opposed to a code. And what is happening now is sure. the major the the massive companies are completely manipulating this situation. Like this, what they're doing with this is fucking brilliant. But yes. it's completely manipulating the whole thing, and and hundred percent, they'll come out of it looking like good guys because they're yes. changing the name of their product. But they plan the entire thing because they can. Ha- absolutely. And how how is that good? Like, if if it wasn't legislation, and they breached it, that would be fined, and there would be some consequence. There's no consequence to this. It's just well, manipulating okay, people, but, and but, they get paid. But what's but the, exactly? And you're right. But what's also important is, and why ask the question: Which layer of government should enforce this legislation or should enact this legislation? And you said the states. Okay, cool. So then hard solo is banned in some states, but not others. And then no, I, didn't say, this... I didn't say the states. I said I'm not going to sit here and debate the level of government because I haven't thought it through that much. But I think mm. there's plenty of things that are laws, and some of them are states, some of them are national. Mm. And in this case, the, the, like food the, standards, the... food standards is national, right? Correct. And and the thing right. is, so so is ABAC. No, ABAC's ABAC's is there's some funny dodgy. Voluntary operation going on. It's, it's quasi regulation that you can. It's quasi regulation that is. Um, uh, what is the federal act it's under? I think Anywhere, it's. In terms uh, of where quasi is used, I feel like someone's getting paid who shouldn't be yeah. getting paid. Fuck, I don't think it paid. <laughs> Absolutely get paid. I don't I know, think dude. It's, it's the uh, ab- adver- some act. I think it's part of the co- corporations or something to do with advertising. Because if you go and make a com- when you go and make a complaint about. Alcohol advertising, you, you go to advertise ad standards. Right. And there's a little tick box that says, is this about alcohol? And if you tick that box, it takes you over to ABAC. So whatever that legislation is, it's federal. Yeah. Is this an advertising issue though? Um, I suppose yes, adver- it's marketing ABAC material. is about yeah, ABAC is about advertising, but like, like if, literally if, ABAC if laws, stands for <laughs> No, no, no. But I'm saying if you had if you had legislation that was, you know, you can't put certain things in certain drinks without putting a label on the side of it. If it was a law that said, yes. you know, you, you can't produce a drink that has the same name and looks the same as one that you sell to kids, that's not a marketing issue at that point. It's just a law that says what you can and can't do when you're producing alcohol. It's like, a, you know, the law a law of how much liters you can produce under excise or, yeah. or whatever. It's like, it's a, it's a production thing. It's not, it's not a marketing thing. Here we go. I'm back on the fucking oh, no, What what are they going to call it? Um, fucking hard. I keep forgetting. It's the worst name no, I've ever heard. It was. It's in the fucking thing. I put it, it in here. Hard rated. Hard rated. Fucking awful name. And they've had months. Hard to think rated. About. Hard rated lemon. 
Man, they could do the rest of their fucking soft drinks with that label. How funny would it be if they just did the same thing? They just did like the next most popular soft drink and then just go through the whole thing every quarter, do it for a different soft drink. Yeah. Well, look what we've got. We've got hard rated Pepsi, hard rated Vibe Soda. Wait, what are you looking up? Hard rate. This is the Asahi website. Yeah, fuck. Have a look at this shit. This is the Asahi soft drinks. Oh, I see. I see. Your yeah, your so special ideas. Okay, got it. Pepsi, yeah. Vibe, Phoenix, organic Mountain Dew, hard rated, hard rated. Oh, what about sun-kissed hard sun kissed? That'd be sick. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so they could just you, they could can just you hear run that. That's things. my that's my phone buzzing from fucking a back. Their <laughs> phone's about to run. Fuck. They want they want your bank account. They're they're ready to make another stipend. <laughs> all right wait i'm gonna get another beer because that that one just went down so quickly because it's so hot. it doesn't even touch the sides this shit God. i've got a fucking can't believe you're drinking beer in front of... i had this whole weekend last weekend hanging out with mates and they're just fucking smashing tins of eb and i'm just there going eyeball i've got a beer here it's a I bought it and it's not even that new. What is it? It's a bolter. A bolter? What is it? California IPA. Oh. You know, going to the bottle shop to buy beer is just, especially with like a major one like that damn Murphy's, it's just not an enjoyable experience. If you like the hoppy sort of fruity beers, it's almost impossible to find anything fresh and you just kind of give up. It's like, I'll just take it. Because they're always on floor stacks and that sort of thing. Well, well, in this case, they're, they're actually in a fridge. Yeah, right. The one in um, Benoa, but yeah, but they didn't get there in a refrigerated truck or was exactly. stored in a refrigerated warehouse. And it's five months old. Like, and I looked what? at a couple of others. Like, I looked at Mountain Culture one. It was like nine months old. It's fucking. Ugh. It's too old for that kind of beer. The only, basically, the only way. To, I mean, unless you're at a good bottle shop, the only way really is to just go to your local brewery. Yes, you like fresh beer, you know, which you should. Yes, just fucking drink local. Smells pretty good though. Yeah, well, they're doing pretty good. I, I got to admit, like I've had Bolter at the pub, um, quite a bit, and um, we had one when we went to um, you know, Palooza. Yeah, it was tasting great yeah. too. Yeah, bloody delicious. Yeah, um, I think I read somewhere today someone said that they were making it at Yatla. They're, they're yeah. not making it at Yatla. That was who was that? It was in the group Coops, I think. He he, pro- no, he produced an essay on our last episode. They're definitely not brewing Bolter XPA in at Yatla. This sounds like an opportunity to be dead wrong. If anyone they, they do the uh, well, I was there. I've been there. I know. Like it's impossible for them to do it. They can't dry hop there. Okay. So um, they just don't dry hop it anymore. What they do um, is they uh, the tank beer. Um, the the tanks for the tank beer that go in the back of the truck, they get they get cleaned and purged and everything at Yatla, and then and then I believe they get taken to Bolter to to, to get filled and then taken to the venues and stuff like that. But I don't, they, I can, I'm ninety five ninety seven percent sure that they're not brewing Bolter XPA uh, at um, at Yatla. They might be brewing. Some of the lagers, possibly, like even cerveza, 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Spacer comes sense. out of Yatla, but um, mm. I don't think um, XPA comes out of Yatla. The tank thing is cool and everything, but it's basically a scam as well, right? It's basically like a plastic like um, bladder inside that tank. Yes. Right. It's like goon bag. Right. Yeah. The um, the one at an irradiated goon bag. The one at North Northcliffe is even better because it's got like Bolter fresh from the tap, and all the staff have the Bolter shirts, and there's like twenty different Bolter beers on tap, and yeah. they have this big tap thing that comes down with all this copper and everything. It's like fully sick, and then it just ends, and then it just goes yes. like that, and there's Bolter at the bottom. It's like. The um, there's no tank though. It's, it's just the... exactly those tanks that were uh, are out and about, you know, and that sort of thing were originally meant for unpasteurized Carlton draft. Yeah, and when the Carlton draft tank beer first came out, and it was actually unpasteurized, it's fucking delicious. Hmm. You ever had it? No, I remember it being a big thing when it came out though. It's you can taste hop. You know, hop character in it, that sort of thing. It's actually really, really, really nice. Um, there's some, there's lots of malt character. There's lots of hop character. Carlton Tech beer is great, but then obviously some bureaucrats gone. Oh no, no, we have to pasteurize it. So it basically just became bulk Carlton draft in a big tank. Yeah, but and then it didn't sell well because there was no point of difference. It didn't taste different. Um, and but it made sense to to to, to slap Bolter XPA in it. I think it makes perfect sense. Hundred percent. It's a scam, though. Let's just be honest about that. Everything's a scam for you. Tonight. Well, I like I like honesty. Let's just be honest. It's totally fine that if someone's Why is marketing, that's fine. Because it's not like fresh off the tank. It's in a it's in a plastic goon bag. <laughs> yeah, but it hasn't been put in a keg. It's just gone from the bright tank to that tank to your glass. <laughs> okay. As opposed from the bright tank to a keg to your glass. <laughs> I, I, love, I love marketing more than the average person, but. I, yeah, what about the what about the um the uh the wooden one the one at the Brecky Creek? What's the uh what's that one called? Oh, Forex off the wood. Yeah, off the wood. Oh, that's a whole different story. That that's genuinely good. Right. So they fill um barrels of of Forex on the kegging line. Um, don't think it's carbonated. I don't think it's conditioned. Oh, actually, no, it's not because it's post filter, probably post post pasteurizer as well. But it is carbonated, and they yeah they fill the the, the things. You go to the Brecky Creek Hotel and get a forex off the wood. You see Trad, she loves forex off the wood. So he so wait say that, say that again. They fill the barrel on the pack line, on the keg line, yeah, on the keg line, and then they and it's a proper like a wooden barrel, like a wine it's a wooden barrel, yes. And they send that to the venue, yes. And then how do they how do they plumb that into the the car? They don't. Or? They get a, they get the oh, it's like a hand tap. And no, no, it's not. They get the tap, and they get a hammer, and they just clutch it like Oktoberfest. Yeah, wow. So it must be carbonated. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, right. So you're getting a bit of, but you're not. Works off the woods. Works off the woods pretty good. Hmm. You're not getting any. It's 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 warm then, right? Because it's not a refrigerated. How's it? How's it stay cold? They put a jacket over it, which is like what got some glycol shit running through it or something. No, no, it's like it's English beer temperature. It's like like um hand pump beer. So it is yeah. actually kind of warm. Yeah, like twelve degrees. Yeah, right. Interesting. You've you've had forks off the wood. No, I never have. Oh mate, I'll take you for a steak. I'm aware of it, but I'll take you for a steak at the Brecky Creek. Right, that's done. It's like a Boston the Broad date. We did. We've done Pinot Palooza. True. 
They've got a rum bar there too. Is that still uh, there? At the Breaky Creek? Yeah, at the front there. Is it just Bundy and Bundy? No, no, like legit rum. <laughs> like, because we used to sell them, we used to sell them um, the Caribbean Haze, which is the beer we used to do with the with the rum in it. Right. And they've got like a proper, like one of the best rum bars in Brisbane. Well, they did at the time. I don't know if they still do. Yeah. Sick. Okay. All right. What's next? What kind of grifts are we up to now? Um, oh, Jetty Road. So, we can't talk about that. You're so cranky tonight. I love Sorry. it. <laughs> Don't apologize. Do you have an opinion on all these rich people buying Jetty Road? Or you want to oh, look, that one? rich people are going to buy breweries. Yeah. Who we got here? Uh, Jetty Road publicans, some rugby players, comedian Mick Malloy, asterisk. I do like Mick Malloy. He's funny. Richard Ludbrook. Who owns Riverland Group, which operates six Melbourne venues? Yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know. The first stand up comedy thing I ever went to was Mick Malloy. It was when I was like almost a kid. It was so fucking long ago. Blake Bowden. Back when they were doing the late judging show. Judging him at. Um, Blake Bowden's a fucking legend. I judged him at um, uh, the Royal Adelaide Beer and Cider Awards. I really enjoyed his company. He was a good bloke. What does he do? Well, he's consulting back to Jetty Road now. Oh, he's the founder? One of the founders. Yeah, nice. Hmm. No wonder he's so positive about the whole thing because they're paying him. <laughs> so... I like the, the end of this episode, isn't it? What's that? Everything's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a grift. <laughs> get, an a, get an AI thing to write a fucking song. Everything's a grift. Yeah, I like that. All right. <laughs> All right, so speaking of uh, rich people... Buying breweries, crafty pint are looking for influence. Influence, you know, they do the the um the get blind thing, the tasting. Yes. So they're going to do a tasting of influencer beers, which I reckon is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And the shout out is on. When are they doing it? January twenty twenty four, I think. So we got a bit of right, time. Adam Beer. That's that's what I'm thinking. Adam Beer. So are we influencers, or are you at least an no, influencer? No. Adam Shell is the influencer. Adam Shell's the influencer. Not that one, the other one. Have you seen how much he's fucking drunk of that beer? Dude. He's a that, fucking that's coming up. all the that's time. That's coming up. Let's, let's, we'll, get, we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> so should we put this forward? What do we have to do? I Share your know. screen. We'll, we'll send it in. Okay. Hang on a second. Um, because okay. there's a keg that's not barrel-aged, right? Yes, there is. And, they, and, they, and they're able to can it. Yeah, they've got that little canning machine. So we can yeah, get we a couple can, of cans can can going. It. If Craig Maiden wants to do the label. Did it get the label happening. We have to meet with him about that, actually. Oh, actually, you can talk about it with him next week. He's going to co-host with you while I'm in Oh, Bali. really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Sorry, I just roped him into that, and uh, now you know. Thanks, Craig Maiden, for agreeing to that. Um, actually did. So how do we do this? Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm putting it in. Brand name? Adam Beer? Is that it? Uh, what's the Boston brand the name? Slash Adam B. <laughs> uh, let's fucking send it. Got Brand send name. It. Boss and the Brewer. Their beers. Their beers. Adam, Adam beer. beer. Brilliant. Person, people, other entity. Uh, Adam Show. Dan Norris. <laughs> Adam Shell. In brackets, not that one. Adam Shell. Oh, nice. Yes. And, and Hendo. 
Uh, what's the email address? Bossinthebrewer Boss at gmail.com. Brewer at gmail.com. Love that. Submit beers. And to beer. Sick. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Do you think we'll beat Trady? Yeah. We've got we've got fucking smoke. We've got we're sour. We've got barrel. Or not barrel. And we've got two Adam shells. How can we lose? Exactly. Um, yeah, so not so the non-barrel age version is what we'd send in, right? Mm-hmm. Although if it's if we got till January, what couldn't couldn't we just it, it might almost be ready? How long is it gonna be in the barrel for? Well they're gonna release it in January, I think. What was the date on that website? 2024. We need some hero photography, like the open inspired open unemployed. Way. Yeah, true. Can we do AI? I, I don't want to make any more effort than I've already made, to be <laughs> frank. <laughs> okay. All right. Brewski turns 10. Fuck yeah. I love that place. I don't That's go cool, there enough. I do not go there enough. This and... is a good article on Crafty Point too. It's nice. About oh, it. It's good to, to recognise some good good um, good people and a good venue. Um, And Matt and Ant are just fucking legends. And... um. Uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's just, they're still just, you know, passionate about it. Got the bottle shops now, my beer dealer. Um, you know, they, they built something on Caxton street, like a hardcore craft beer bar that kind of works, you know? Yeah. In, did you read that article or just skim it at least? No, I'm just skimming it now. Um, the, one of the things they talk about in there is, how much hate they, hate's a strong word, but how much negativity they got for opening a craft beer venue on Caxton Street and just kind of said, everyone was saying this is not going to work. And I'll put my hand up and say I was one of those people. Because I lived really? just down the street, walking distance there. I thought there's no chance. No chance that was going to work. Right. Ten years on. Why is, it, why is that? Because Caxton Street was like, like I lived in Paddington, walking distance to there mm-hmm. and to Paddington. I never ever went to Caxton Street unless it was like a footy game. Like I went there when I was like twenty to get yes. fuck eyed. You know what I mean? But it's like very gentrified Street. now. It was ten years ago. It was still Caxton Street. Mm-hmm. Like the place that opened before that was like Darren Lockyer's ice bar across the road. It was just yes. a place full of bogans. And that, did that things. last? None of them lasted. Nothing has lasted in that area. But but Brewski did. Brewski did. Yeah. Very interesting. They're onto it. Very interesting. Good on them. Um, I remember Genius going there for the time. first time when it opened, and um, they had the. There's a photo here with which is the day they opened, and they they have the IPA light above the bar. And I remember going there on opening day, and the IPA light was so bright that I was getting fucking sunburn on my dome. Oh no, this is pre your treatment, the, the head treatment. Pre treatment. It was. Yeah. It could have. I, I mean, I could have gone there had they just turned the fucking lights up and I could have gotten the light treatment there. Oh, I could have got free. Fucking oath. And um, and so I, I, I when when Matt announced the, the 10th birthday thing and I said, are you going to turn the IPA light back up to the way it was on opening day? And he said, he said, I don't think we can because if we turn the light up to the original brightness, the, the fucking pokies in the caco start paying out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Uh, Ten years is a long time in this industry, isn't it? And fucking oath. 
It's crazy to even think about. I'm, I'm looking at myself going, how much gray hair have I got? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Good on them. Um, they, they also had the story in there about the remember when An- Angela Merkel was like that's right, yes. turned up at the front. Yeah, when they had that's... the APEC meeting or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> yeah, the G20. And then G20, um, yeah. they had a they she just randomly someone called her over and so they took selfies with her at the front. And then they just like Matt like told the papers, yeah, she came in for a beer and a schnapps or something. <laughs> and it was just bullshit. She didn't. She was just out the front. And it, is it in the article it said they're on the front page of the New York Times? Because the whole thing went viral, <laughs> it was like a massive thing. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah. So good. But he has a massive fucking collection. I've done some great events there, I've hosted some really good events with some good people during, you know, Bruce Vegas. Had great beers there. I won't go on a date there though because I feel like I'm going to get spotted. Oh, 100%. Um, but um, you'll get someone will come up from you from behind and take a photo very, oh, very yeah. close to your head never and closer in the group. Never okay. gonna happen. Um, but um, the uh, uh, the 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 it's just it's just good and Matt's just the fucking best and he gives the best fucking hugs and he is a hugger. That's true. I just I, you know, with 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 Maddie Emerson, I I just love the. We don't say much to each other. We don't see each other a lot. But I just love the the fact that that we don't say a lot to each other. But there's this massive amount of mutual respect. You know, it's mm. it's really good. Like the relationship between ABAC and the people who are giving the money is just sort of like a bit of a. I give him money. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. And I've, sm- I've, I've fucking spent a shitload of money in my beer dealer. Just been, who hasn't been down downstairs in the basement there, just fucking cracking out bloody, you know, sixty, eighty dollar dollar bottles of fucking candy on, and just going, yeah, let's fucking send it, yeah, yeah that place make it is crazy. Yeah, but it's fun. Mm. If you feel if you feel like going into full beer geek mode, fuck, I can't think of a better That's place where to you go. Yeah, how's it hard solo going for you? So the hard rated. Has a hard rated going for you? Hard rated, hard rated alcoholic lemon. Mm. Uh, I drank a few of these over the weekend, and um, uh, you know, I'm trying to avoid sugar. Do they have a nutrition panel on it? No, they That's don't. No, no nutrition panel. So, however much sugar, it's just such a fucking easy drink to make. So delicious. Imagine if they fucked it up in the factory. Like they basically said, the formulation is exactly the same. Except mm. this has got five percent ethanol or four and a half percent ethanol in it. Imagine fucking it up in the plant where you send hard solo into regular solo cans by accident. Well, then you're in, then you're in trouble. Then little Johnny's all kinds. Of little Johnny's definitely going to fucking throw up on his fucking scrapbook. And you know who's going to adjudicate that? Not the fucking quasi It's not an ABAC issue. It's food standards. Sure. They're going to step in and go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. That. To be fair, though, yeah. I reckon the checks and balances on that would be. Huge. Oh yeah. Like they would be, they would be, I reckon there would be checks and balances on the packaging line now. Cause it's the same packaging line as 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 solo. Um, but they would be basically doing alcohol tests of cans off the line to ensure that there's no alcohol in the solo in the the regular solo. It might be the way you think uh crafty works in America. Maybe every single can that comes off the line, it gets cracked and someone tastes it to make sure it's okay. <laughs> That'd be the best job. <laughs> I want that job. Short career. Right. What's that? A short career, but yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Final story. Sierra Nevada is not going to be quite as available in Australia. Yeah. Supply reduces 
important. Yeah, Phoenix not bringing in as much Sierra Nevada. Man, 11 years ago or so when I was living in Geelong, one of my favourite fucking things to do, favourite things to do was on a Saturday night, I just want to hang out and watch some movies and that sort of thing. And I around the corner, I was living in Geelong West and uh, just off, off Paco and um, uh, I would walk around the corner to the Dan Murphy's and the craft beer section of the Dan Murphy's 11 years ago was you'd have Shime, you'd have Sierra Nevada, you'd have Delirium Tremens, mm-hmm. uh, and that'd be pretty much it. And I would go, and there was a really good um, deli store, like, you know, like all the prosciuttos and cheeses and shit. And I'd go buy a whole bunch of cheeses and prosciuttos and tapenade and all that sort of thing. And I'd go buy uh, some Sierra Nevada torpedo, a couple of cans, oh, yeah. some Delirium yeah. Tremens. Yep. And um, maybe a Shime if I was feeling like it. And that was the extent of my... Did you say Shimeo? Shime. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. For fuck's sake. I'm sorry. I can't. It's a fucking Zoom thing. I sure. some Melbourne <laughs> shit. And, um, and, and just go and just, just fucking munge out in my, um, on my couch and just hang out and drink beer and... Drink awesome beer and and Sierra Nevada to- Torpedo is, is a fucking amazing beer. That was the big and, dog, wasn't it? That was like a sort of six, yeah, six seven, and a half yeah, percent seven, or something like that. 7.1. Mm. 7. Yeah. And it was good. Life was good. It was much simpler then. 100%. Do you remember and, when they brought out the the, the um the Southern and Northern Hemisphere IPA? They were in Dan Murphy. Yeah. Do you remember those ones? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Great. But Sierra Nevada do beer so well. And you know, yeah. maybe it's not going to be around so much and that'll be a shame, but. When was the last time you drank a Sierra Nevada beer? I've drunk a few this year. Have you really? Yeah. Yep. In what in what yep. context? Uh, if I see it at a at a Dan's or BWS, I, I I pretty much won't hesitate to buy it. Really? Yeah. So so when you buy it, do you check how old it is? You don't care. You just fucking send no. it. Wow. Okay. No. Interesting. No, because you just know it's going to be good. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a as far as beer brands go. Like I just trust it. It's like to the point where don't even check the date code. Yeah, I, I don't know about this advice. I feel like this is bad advice. No, it's it's uh it's not bad advice at all. Interesting. Okay. It's it's I've never had a bad one. I've 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 had some average ones that have been on tap, um, right. on draft. Sorry, but yeah. uh, not not ever had a bad one in a can. Hmm. Or or a bottle for that matter. Interesting. Yeah, the way you think about a... it is very different to the way I think about it. I think. Oh, have you had a bad experience? Well, well, no, no. I just, I think I, everything you said about having a great introduction to the brand is exactly my experience. It used to be mm. a beer that I would look up to and, you know, Eddie would like come back from Brisbane and bring back the Southern Hemisphere and the Northern Hemisphere mm. and be like, mm. this is amazing. Like they, they, they were the best beers you could get at Dan Murphy's. Yes. Um, plus, I, I was aware that Way before that, you had the whole history of that beer coming out, and then you know, uh, was, was it Phil Sexton who came over from there to do the little creatures? And then you know, those beers kind of being the beers that I liked, I was yes. aware that that was the history of it. Um, but once I started drinking fresh beer and no longer and could pick up on you know, oxidation and stuff like that from beers at Dan Murphy's, I couldn't, it, it didn't taste the same to me ever again. None mm, of those beers mm. did. And so yes. I haven't drunk one in, in years and years. 
Um, and and also I also wonder whether, like, there was a time where I remember when we went to when I first went to Zapickle, which was our first craft beer bar on the Gold Coast. It was I don't know how, how long ago this was, more than ten years ago. Um, they had Sierra Nevada in the bottle, and it was an American themed burger restaurant. So it was that, yes. that was their thing. Craft beer was their thing, but it was before they even had taps, I think. Yes. And I was so excited to be able to have Sierra Nevada. But if you go to any brewery, let's say, let's not say any brewery, let's just say almost any brewery in Australia who is competent and making hoppy beers, to me, they'll you will get a beer there that will taste better than any Sierra, Sierra Nevada beer you'll buy from Dan Murphy's. Yes. Right. But there are a hell of a lot of breweries in Australia that can't make beer to that standard and okay. whilst while Sierra Nevada imported, there are a lot of breweries who can't even get their beer fresh to market as good as what Sierra Nevada can import it from the US. No, that's true. But but I guess the the, the thing is that like that the, the actual flavor it's more about the nostalgia of it than the flavor of it. Because if you want a nicely flavored hoppy pale ale, mm-hmm. you don't have to go too far to find one in Australia in 2023. But in 2010, or t- 2005 it probably would have been quite difficult yeah um so i it's got to have something to do with it like people drinking it for nostalgic reasons well that's yeah i i, I guess so yeah it's it's got something to do with it ah uh, it's a shame because it's a fucking classic they're all classic beers mm. the old stuff i like the old stuff better than the new stuff did you ever have the when uh, Dan Murphy's were doing craft beer back then, and it was like three beers you could get? Did you ever have the Rogue Chocolate Stout that they used to stock like all the time? No, dude. Rogue, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Rogue, Rogue. the chocolate stout. Yeah, it was the. I remember thing. having a beer. At, 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 I remember having the Optimum, which is the the Sierra Nevada, ten percent mm. double or triple IPA or whatever the fuck it was, standing at the bar at Beer Deluxe with. Um, Steve Grossman, and he was just buying pints of this shit, right? And I could literally feel my my face melting off mm. my skull. I was I was that fucking cooked. Ten percent's too much for a beer. If controversial opinion, yeah, I yeah I kind of agree with that in my old age. But you never had the, the rogue stout from Dan Murphy's. That was the fucking one. I probably did, but just it was just really... like an awesome, delicious chocolate stout. Mm. Always at Dan Murphy's. Well, not always. At certain ones. Just before like craft beer was Does Rogue like, still exist? I'm sure it does, but the first gabs I went to when they were in Dan Murphy's, the rogue dude like walked in the front door, like next to me. I'm like, that's the yeah. motherfucker with the beard who did the beard beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogue ales and spirits, it still exists. Fuck yeah. Am I over 21? Yeah, I'm over 21. Well over, I might say. Hey, nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, Should we get in some questions? Yeah, go on then. (laughs) All right. Oh, man. Oh, or Hendo reacts. Okay, let's do Hendo reacts real quick. Okay. Got to share sound? Share sound and nothing. We're not going to get sued for it. Do you reckon I should have another beer? Because I got this one. Well, can I have a wee and then I'll get myself another hard solo? Yeah, all right. I'm going to pause this. Oh, okay. So Hendo's gone. Oh, he can hear me because I'm in his ears. Um, but I can see his screen. Oh, that's just the what's in the brewer's show notes. That's boring. All right, I'm going to have another beer. I've got one more of these Hiker Hero Haze 
NZ Hazy IPAs left. It's a little bit high on the standos. Let me have a look at this. Mm. Pregnancy warning. ABAC pre-verified. Oh, that's nice. 2.4. I made that up. That's not true. 2.4. Wait, can you hike and drink beer at the same time? I don't know if that's ABAC approved. Um, okay, 2.4 standos. I'm not going to have all of it because, you know, it's a skill night. I can hear you in the bathroom. Yeah, I know. Do you like that? No. <laughs> no, that's fair. I'm trying to concentrate. I get stage fright. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I was just made acutely aware of why the word um, sweating your balls off existed. I'd forgotten. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it is actually a thing. All right. That's how hot, that's how hot I am right now. But Link one. I'm cooling down with this hiker. Yes. Here are haze. haze. Yep. Yep. Can you hike and drink uh, beer at the same time, Hendo? Is that a hundred percent situation? Or? Yes, of course. Okay. In fact, right. it's hiking's better with beer. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go. Oh, we actually got. It's okay. You do that. You do that first. I'm here testing Adam beer again. <laughs> oh. I just happen to be here. It's not. It's not any sort of collusion, guys. <laughs> it is collusion. Flat Adam beer. Who knows? Looks great, doesn't it? The colour on that. Um, yeah, Adam Shell is gonna drink all the Adam beer before the Adam beer gets released. Well, that was the only reason why it's gonna get called Adam Beer that. is that Adam Shell is gonna drink all of it. But that was sensory, right? What we just saw? Just he's, been, he's had it like four times this week. Let's look at link two. It's another fucking video of Adam Shell drinking the Adam beer. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> It'll smell like CO2, though. Oh, that's a It's going into the barrels. Yeah. You got some other vision? It's coming out here. <laughs> yeah, man. It'll smell like CO2, though. That looks good. So it's going into the Jack Daniels barrels. With the help of Adam Shell. And and Phil and Dan. And I think this beer is going to be good. I, we still don't know when it's going to be released. We don't have a label, and that's your job next week, Dan, is to design the label. All right, live we'll do that on, on the, the show. Live on the podcast. Um, yeah. There was talk of having a Boston Brewer Christmas party at Hiker to release the beer, which sounds good, but but I think we should do it for the barrel age version, shouldn't we, to, to get the full oh. effect? It might well be the barrel age version. It doesn't have to Not sit in the barrel system. very long. Mm -hmm. What have we got here? Boston the Brewer. Oh, yeah, Matt Wolf. Who guess who's going to drink it all before it's gone? It's literally a selfie of Adam Shell and selfie, Phil selfie. drinking the Adam beer, and then Matt yeah. Wolf is taking a photo of them taking the selfie. Fuck's sake. What a fuck's sake. Oh, that's what I commented. <laughs> Sorry, I just commented. I commented what I said. Did you see the thread? Did you see the thread today where it was like, fuck's sake, fuck's sake, next person, fuck's sake, fuck's sake. <laughs> if you want to, if you're listening to this and you want to be part of the fun in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash boss and the brewer. Boss and the brewer. Comment fuck's sake on every post. Fuck's and sake, answer the comment, answer the questions wrong and you'll get let in. Yeah, I'm just zero, zero. Uh, it's like ABAC. 
We, we'll prevent yeah. you. We'll prevent you. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll boot you the fuck we'll out if you, don't, if you don't use the right cook punctuation True. when you ask a question. True. I did I did boot Matt Kirkengard out of the group, and he wasn't very happy about that, but it's okay. He hasn't tried to rejoin, so. Why did you boot him out? He wasn't contributing. I booted everyone out. He wasn't contributing. Like, as a general thing, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Talk about in the ants nest. People who stalk the groups and don't contribute. Yeah, you got to contribute. You got to be in there and you got to reply fuck's sake on every post. Yep. Not up or shut up. A lot of fuck's sakes this week. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do 12 questions? Yeah, please. <laughs> All right. All right. What do you got? All right. All right. All right. Stephen Kegel. Cool. Question. When all the Adam shells, I, this one, that one, the other one, yes. the next one, mm-hmm. and the one after, yes, going to be guests on the one podcast. <laughs> I think we should at least have one episode with two Adam shells in it. What? I we think could all, probably get more. I think that's a great idea. I think I love that idea, actually. Yes. Right. Because Adam Shell has a group of Adam shells. That's correct. There That's are, really? I think he's got like 30-something Adam Shells in his group. That's what a lot we, of Adam Shells. What would we say to them? Just be like, just come on this podcast about beer. I don't know why. Um, What do you say? Um, do they have the same middle name? I don't know. I mean, at least the beer ones would have to come on. That would make sense. Yeah, that's true. All right. Louis G, we have no idea who you are. Well, we still love him. Number number one contributor to the twelve. Mm. You know what we should do when we have the parties? Do like we should do like twelve of the year type thing, like top twelve. Top twelve of the year. Top twelve, yeah, contributors. I'm not saying Luigi would be number one, but as I say no. his name, there's fireworks going off next yes. to my house. Can you hear that shit? That's uh, a bit of an omen. It's a bit of an omen. Right. Question: Now that Hard Solo has to change its name, is it going to be sold dirty cheap? E.g. when 150 lashes change their design. Not according to Hendo's story. Oh, I don't think they'll change the price. No. Definitely not change the price. No, I Only think he's, saying, if... he's, saying, he's saying run out the, the existing package. No, they don't need to. They, 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 they've gotten, I think, until February 8th to, to run out the old packaging. Um, Do you know I how many doubt... people are going to buy this just... For that reason, but the thing I is, is that I, I doubt that, that getting around February eighth, twenty twenty four, that will there will be any hard solo left because it's it sells like fucking stink, dude. I reckon they're printing more of this shit as we speak. Yeah, of course, they've already got the new can design done, mate. The cans are probably already printed and sitting in a fucking warehouse. They know it's happening. Yeah, because you know, in in big multinational corporation, between now and February eighth is not a very long time. This product has already been designed. It's already been pre-vetted. Oh, that's good. So they won't have to reprint mm. it then. Oh no, Absolutely, but or it's 100% already been pre-vetted and it's done. It's mm. done. Like, do you really think that that this news came out today and Asahi go, oh, shit, we better do something about it? Fuck no. No, it said it in the press release. It said we've got a new one ready to go. We've got a new one ready to go. The cans will be printed. Here's the new beer. The liquid doesn't need any and here's work. Here's the little A back at the back. What's door. called the the A back door. Yep, the A back. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's our TikTok video for the week. 
right. Question number two from Louis G. Related to question one, uh, Dan Norrison, co-host of his other podcast, going to change the name of the pod to Yarn Retail as a demonstration of solidarity. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah, I'm not really doing the Yarn Solo podcast anymore because it got too much fucking work to do. And I've only got room for one. Make time for this shit. Yeah. Consider yourself lucky, Hendo. I don't want to let the 12 down. Okay. This is the one I'm sticking with. Um, Or is that the bean and the brewer? Yeah. Okay. We could do that. There is. um, I need to read you. I need to read your latest blog post, though. One of of my. Yeah. I did write a blog post today about how the coffee business is going. So did you write it or did AI write it? No. I see. I, I, I did experiment with AI content, but. See, writing for me is like a, it's an important thing for me as much as as it is a thing for the people who read my posts. So, Mm. you know, I like writing. I wrote a a whole new book in the last two weeks. Yeah, fair enough. May not release it. Probably won't release it. A book. Say you wrote a book. Wrote a book, ready to go. In two weeks. Yeah, ready to go, mate. What's it about? It's about being a founder. Ups and downs of being a founder. Huh. You know. Um, anyway, that's not the topic of this. Can I tell you a story about, so he says the bean or the brewer. You know, there's a lot of jokes to be made about, like flicking the bean, you know what I mean? But you got you to be careful with this, right? I know, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. But today today I was getting a demonstration because my, my son's going to come work with, with me next week, which is going to be, I'm very excited about because I which always one? wanted Geordie. So Your favourite one? Yeah, my, he's my favourite one currently, but he wasn't always my favourite one. I had an original favorite and he's overtaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I always had dreams of him working at the brewery. I thought that'd be super cool, but then that obviously didn't happen. But he's gonna work at the coffee company, which is cool. But the the lady Julia who does the bean packing, right? She was explaining to me how to do the bean packing today. And so it packs into a little bag, right? And she's mm-hmm. like, if it's running low, it just flicks out. And the bean's just flicking out. And she keeps going on about flicking the bean. And I'm just thinking, I fucking hope my son is not a sick fucker like me because every time you're talking about flicking the bean in front of me, I just it's hard to focus on the SOP, as it were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, probably yeah. you should move on from this conversation. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> it came up in the 12 questions. All right. Our right, next okay. question. Yep. All right. Jamie Dom. Not yeah. a question, but how funny is it now that Vic has a CDS container deposit scheme? Another yes. fucking grift. What a topic this is. This mm-hmm. is coming to theme. Okay. All right. Everyone is chucking a fit. Everything went up 50 cents when they only thought it would go up 10 cents, leading to everyone actually learning how the CDS works and now being even more grumpy. Yeah. So probably a whole lot of woke people supported this, saying it was going to save the fucking world. And now it just turns out it just costs good people money is probably what happened there without yeah. knowing anything about <clears> the story. I, I I'm of the opinion that that this the, the the CDS schemes should be run at a federal level. And we Why don't we make one... it a quasi-government scheme? How about we do that and see see how we go? Pre-vet everyone's can. Well, no, if you want to talk about grift on the CDS, right? So Currently, if you're a, a beverage producer, that you have to go and register in every different state that costs thousand dollars, twelve, fifteen hundred dollars a pop, just to yeah. register your label and your barcode. The um, 
you, you as a as a manufacturer, you pay thirteen cents for for people to get ten cents back. And then when the people want to get their ten cents back, they have to take them to these shitty fucking machines where you feed them in one at a fucking time. They have to read the past about the recycling bin that they always put their cans into. Yeah, exactly. No, well, they drive that's yet, a right? So you put, the thing, you put the machine. You put the cans one at a time in the fucking slow machine. If it doesn't recognize the barcode, it spits it out, even though it's made from fucking aluminium. And then most of the time, most of the the cans wind up in the yellow bins and wind up back in recycling. And who gets the 10 cents for that? Drifters. Probably the same people are on the board of the CDS as are on the board of And the, the companies that run the CDS schemes are the people who... Make the cans. So basically they get free raw materials. They get paid. Uh, it's just, they get paid three the three cents for the raw materials that they get for free. It's a fucking grift. Quasi government. It's good gig if you can get it. Can you hear the storm? No. Through my mic? No. No? Hopefully no. the twelve can't either because it's going to be very. Should I check the uh, radar as to where you are? I should um. I should close my windows probably. Let me have a look at this. Whoa, there we go. Look at that bad boy. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, there's supposed Hang to be a storm on. here. Oh, there's one coming through here. Oh, oh, it's coming through now. Oh. I'm going to just close my windows. Hang on, it's very extremely loud in here. Oh, it's coming through. Yeah. Well, oh, that's better. That'll cool the house down. That's good. I like that. All right. Um. Oh, Ev Lloyd. Question. What's he got to say for himself? How does Hendo shine his dome? Is that is this like a flicking the bean type metaphor or not really? This is. Can you stop saying that? Okay, sorry. We're going to get in trouble. By who? Oh, Some quasi government. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You talk How about, do I you shine my dome? Thing. I would actually say to Ev. No, do you current... shine your dome? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. But I would say my dome is currently a matte color, M A T T E matte color. Like the Teslas and the G Wagons. Mm. Because after I got that red light treatment earlier this year, and I feel my. It, it's it's bumped up the collagen and it's smooth as and it's just fucking beautiful. My scalp at the moment looks good. Mm. Matt is what good. you want, isn't it? You don't you don't really want shiny. No way, you don't want shine at all. You don't no. want gloss. You want matte. Yeah, and um, and I'm very 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 comfortable with my 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 dome at the moment. It's looking good. You put the work in too. It wasn't like it just didn't happen by accident. Mm, that's right. Put a lot of work into a lot of aspects of my life this year. So, <laughs> so no, no, no. There, uh, to be fair, there's no ongoing maintenance. So I don't like get a fucking rag and some Mister Sheen out and give it a fucking polish. Oh, right, you don't lube that. it up occasionally and, and no, stroke it. No, okay. don't need to. That that right. red light treatment, as painful as it was, mm. the benefits of it have been amazing because I don't have any little basal cell carcinomas on my head i don't have the little dots it's it's fucking amazing i'd recommend it to any bald guy wow. if you're bald 
and you've been sunburnt a lot of times, uh, go get that treatment. It's amazing. Do we have to say that's not uh, bald advice or that it's is not, actually bald well, advice? Yeah, it's actually bald guy advice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Because the reason why I got that red light treatment done, be, my father, you know, in his you know last years of his life, was constantly having skin cancers cut out of his scalp, you know, mm. in his in his from his late sixties right down until he passed away. And I was like, "Fuck, man, that's terrible. I don't want to do that." And all I got to do is sit under a light and put up with some fucking pe- peeling on my scalp once every couple of years. Bring it. I don't give yeah. a shit. Hundred percent. All right. Next question. Jet Rigetti, who's got a uh, Jet's got He's a, a good boy. Hundred oh, percent strike rate at Boston the Brewer meetups. The last one wasn't even really yes. a meetup. So, so yes. the first meetup he was there and you weren't. Yes. Um, the second meetup was the Gabs one. He was there. Yeah, he was at the Brew Day. He was at the Brew Day for Adam one of For Adam Beer, and that wasn't even really a meetup, but he's still there. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So he's, he's got the hundred percent. He's, yes. he's got a higher percentage strike rate at Boston the Brewer meetups <clears> than you do. So respect. Thanks. Um, question. Is there a time in beer history you wish you could go back to an experience for yourselves? Oh, what a question, Hendo. It's too late for that Ooh. question, surely. It's nine o'clock. Oh, beer history that I would like to go back to. So do you mean like if I could go back in time and go to Woodstock and take lots of acid and get no, fucked it's up? Be and... a beer. It's got to be a, a No, beer no, no, I'm just drawing the comparison. being a... I'm drawing the comparison. I would like to go back in time to when um, Michael Jackson recorded uh, the Beer Hunter and that beer festival that he went to in California where there was Sierra Nevada and Anderson Valley and all those old school uh, what beer brands. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, but, we, that's right. We played that. We probably got copyright struck for it. But and um, so that would be cool. Maybe the first batch of, um, you know, either Pliny the Elder or Hetty Topper or something like that when that was first released and people just went, wow, what the fuck is that? Mm. That would be kind of cool as well. Um. What about back like thousands of years ago when you could well, be the guy? There was no beer that you know more than sort of you know four hundred odd years ago. That's bullshit. Really? Um, like, oh, well, beer existed, but it wasn't the same. You know, like fucking. Even if you go back to like the, you know, late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds, before Louis Pasteur and at the Carlsberg Brewery and that sort of thing, beer was brown. It was mixed culture. It was all bretty and shit like that. It was no, right. you know, like Carlsberg invented single culture beer, right? clean lager beer. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and, no, I get that. But if, if, but if you go back like hundreds of years, thousand years, you could be like the guy who was like solving all the town's problems, sickness and health problems because you're the one brewing up the alcohol. Yeah, and beer. Would that be a good time or not really? Because you'd be like the you'd be like the spiritual leader of the whole fucking thing. Perhaps, perhaps, but then you know you'd have fucking scabies all over yourself and scurvy, always scurvy. Yeah, true. You'd be dead very quickly. Yeah, absolutely, at a very young age. Yeah, younger than you, younger than me. Mm, definitely. 
Hmm. Anything else? Any other questions? I think the best time for beer was fucking when when I when we the the time we talked about. I think was the best time for beer for me personally. Anyway. Oh, of course, but you you have a personal connection to it and that sort of thing. I think, you know, if if you if you have some spare time, I'd probably consider reading a little bit about beer history and stuff like that. And um, it's actually a really good question. I'm going to reach out to um, Pete Brown and ask Pete Brown what he thinks about if he was if he was alive at a certain period of time of beer history, when would he want to be alive? It is a good question because you have to think about not like okay this particularly influential beer might have come out at this time but what would it feel like to be there at that time probably yeah bears yeah. no resemblance to what it ended up mm. turning into of course but the best time for beer at least in my life was 50, what about 2023 yeah 13 years ago it was good fun or i would say i would say when we had that those beers at 50, curbside yeah, but before then too, simple. even 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 just getting into the Sierra Nevadas, the little creatures, the even Bogues, just the uh, any kind of beer that yes. tastes slightly different to the normal beer, correct? And that explosion yeah. of all the beers until a couple of years ago. Mm, yeah, that was that was a good time. That was a good time. Yeah, love it. Um, Adam Shell replied three times. It could be three different Adam Shells though. You never know. I oh, said. Yes, to when the Adam beer was first brewed. Well, we're, we're all there. You, me, Jet and Adam were all there when the Adam beer was first brewed. Right, Sean Astle, Future Magic. Didn't put question colon, which shows that he's not going to win guest of the year. Uh, seems like hard solo being dead means actually it's just dying a slow to moderate death. Last of their stock leaving warehouses by no later than 9th of February. It's a long time in the future, isn't it? Uh, means... We'll still be seeing them the shelves for a while. And it's all but guaranteed to sell out and to get it before it's gone mentality, 100%. Is that time frame normal or have they been given easier ride than some others? It does seem like a long time, doesn't it? February. Yes. It seems a very long time. It's been a it's been a wild year. Yeah. Special treatment? Year. Are they in on the grift, do you think? Or probably. Adam Shell replied. We should just get Adam Shell back on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Now you've got Craig Maiden next week. Here we go. Jet, we get a statement posted today. today. Oh, no. Oh, oh, beneficial beer car. Okay, there we go. 418,000 raised, 100 investors, 200% funded. Oh, DJ. DJ, that's your, that's your boy. Yeah. Finished today. So that wasn't a question, but it was a 480K. Yeah. Pretty good. Isn't Pretty that going. interesting that it was 418K? What a filter raise. Two, two and a half? Two, two million. Yeah. We know where the money's at. Well, I don't know that you compare the two from that point of view. Alcohol. No. Filter had, 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 had you know, they got a good, decent brand in a big market. Yeah. 418K is actually pretty decent. That's a fucking lot of money. Mm. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Good effort. All right, that's it. Well, I'll see you in two weeks. Going to Bali. What's happening in Bali? Going to visit a client. Okay. Twice. Do you want to know my December travel? 
So I'm in, I'm in Bali next week, and then on the fourth of December, are you allowed to say out. who the clients are, or you'd rather not? No, I'll just say the cities I'm going to. Okay. So I'm going to Alice Springs. Well, that kind of fucking gives it away, doesn't it? Well, I mean, past and then you're going to catch up with the inspired unemployed guy. That's well, okay. And um, so yeah, on fourth of December, I'm going to Alice Springs. Then I'm going to Melbourne. Then I'm going to Bali, and then coming back, and then Christmas. And I'm looking forward to the end of the year. I'm going to relax. I'm going to ride my motorcycles. I'm going to drink a shitload of beer and do as little as possible. Boston Borough Christmas party, maybe at high. And the Boston Borough Christmas party, and do as little as possible. You travel a lot, dude. There must be part of you that enjoy that. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. I love it. And I'm ramping it up next year, I've decided. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because in January, I'm off to Toronto and, and Miami. Yes. I, I it... think I've found what I like to do. Me too. And I'm, and I'm, um... and I'm gonna start to I'm gonna start to ramp up the the Rockstar Brewer social media around that because it's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy going to lots of different places and doing lots of different things and having cool beer and brewing experiences. Can I ask you if there's a beer event in America that's somewhere in between the 6th and the 9th of June in 2024? Is there any beer events going on? The 6th and the 9th of June? Maybe the GABF? Yeah, all right. Because in Denver? the Country Music Association has a big festival in there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it a work trip. <laughs> Even though I'm not in the beer industry. Rightio. On that note. See you next week. Oh, two next weeks. Week. <laughs>